in today's show. We're looking at the fantasy basketball waiver wire. Michael Bolton, he is looking at it as well. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Waverwise Show. Let's talk about players who are available, players you can drop, players you can look at, all that cracking stuff. Let's look at the most added players over the last 24 hours, and we start off with a couple of guards in Portland. Anthony Simons and Dennis Smith Jr. That's the question I'm getting a lot of. We know that Damian Lillard is out. He might be returning on Sunday after a quarter zone shot. Like, Dame, just take it easy, my guy. We don't need to rush this back. CJ McCollum is out. We don't have a time frame. I'd be guessing a month, but yeah, at, at the very least January, at some point in January to come back. I don't know though. So there's two guards down, two starting guards down there at the moment. They have a couple of ways that they can go with their lineup. Dennis Smith, I think is, I think on a permanent basis, Dennis Smith's a better fantasy player than what Anthony Simons is. But when we're looking long-term, and I'm not really considering what's happening on Wednesday, there are 13 games on. So if you've got one of these two guys, they're probably not going to be in your best 10 blokes anyway. Um, and we don't know whether Simons is going to play. Now, Simons is listed as questionable with an with ankle problem. Um, and also, uh, Nasir Little is listed as questionable. Yeah, If you want to take that guy that you think is almost definitely going to get production on Wednesday, it's going to be Smith because Simons might not play. Uh, Macklemore might not play. Smith's going to get that value. But longer term, I'm looking at Simons as the guy. I think that yeah, if Lillard comes back, they could very easily start Lillard and Simons together, but I think more likely they will start Lillard, Powell, and then either Tony Snell or Nasir Little at the three, but it will still give a pretty big role for Simons. But if Simons and Lillard are back, there's no guarantee that Dennis Smith even plays. So if Simons is out, yes, Smith's the guy, but the guy who's going to benefit the most, most likely across the absence of McCullum, which is looking like the longer term one versus him and Lillard, it's probably going to be Simons. As I said, there is also the option that Nasir Little moves into that starting lineup and Powell moves down to the two. And Little can be a 12-team league guy also. But I would prioritize Simons over Smith. But if I'm looking just for a guy for today, it probably is Smith with the uncertainty at the time of recording about the status of Anthony Simons. Some other must ro- or must roster. No, try again. Most rostered players. Guys, most added. Um, Jeff Green in Denver has been added in a lot of spots. My name is Jeff. He's a top 100 player over the last couple of weeks. His role is pretty secure. I think the upside is really low for Jeff Green, but he's going to be the starting power forward for the rest of the season, unless you know, Zeke Naji takes a giant step forward. And that is going to enable him to be okay. I think he's a solid 14-team league guy. He's, a, he's an okay streamer for 12s. I wouldn't have him as must roster, though. Dorian Finney-Smith, 
playing really well at the moment. His role is absolutely locked in and secure, and he just wasn't hitting shots to begin the season. We're starting to see them go down now, and I don't mind him as a 12-team league guy. Marcus Morris, if points league, yep, add him in 12-team points leagues. We'll see how it all works when Nick Batum returns and how they run that. I think Morris is probably more in that Finney Smith, Jeff Green territory of being okay for 12s, but if he's on your roster, he's likely the worst player there, meaning he can be in and out of a, of a lineup for a category league. Terrence Davis is being added in a lot of spots. Did really well the last two games. But remember, Mo Harkless and Harrison Barnes were both out. Now, they could very easily start Barnes at the four and Davis at the three as we move forward. But Davis is really incredibly streaky, and he did benefit from those absences to take uh, take full advantage and put up some good numbers. He started four in a row, 30 and 29 minutes the last two games, 17 and 15 the two games before that. So it's not like it's just been, well, he started and he's blown up. The last two, yes. The previous two, no. So... I understand added people adding him. We don't know whether Barnes is playing on Wednesday. Uh, they play again on Friday, another high-volume day. So even if you add Davis, do you even play him on Wednesday and Friday? Probably not. Oh, actually, Friday's not that high of a volume. Um, you might be able to get him on Friday, but I'm, I'm not convinced that it's big minutes here for Terrence Davis. Ayodesumnu, um, that's an ad because of the injuries in Chicago. Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Kobe White, Javante Green, Matt Thomas now in the uh, COVID protocol. So Dasunu is going to play. He's going to play a lot on Wednesday, and then they don't play again until Saturday. And then by Saturday, maybe Caruso is back, and Dasunu's value drops down. So I don't mind him as an out. I don't think he's a must roster. Precious Achua, the big sneeze. With Birch and Ananobi out, he's going to get good minutes. Does it mean he'll be a top 150 guy? Almost definitely not. In points leagues, I'd lean a little bit more towards Achua, but he's not anywhere close to a must-roster category league guy, but there is some stream value there. And then Danny Green's been added in a lot of spots for some reason. I understand you're streaming Danny in for steals, hits some threes, blocks from a guard, really useful. The upside to me just feels really, really low for Dan. So I don't think that yeah, I would have been you know falling all over myself to add him on a 13-game slate. But people were doing it, and that's fine. People were doing it. Not for me, though. Ah, uh, that sound. That lovely sound. You know what it is. It is the sound of another sale on Shopify. It's the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility, and Shopify helps make your entrepreneurial dreams come true. Shopify has the tools and the resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Shopify powers over 1.7 million businesses from first sale to full scale, reaching customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, all lowercase. For a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. Shopify.com slash locked on NBA. All right. In the pandemic, we subscribe to a lot of things. We wanted stuff to help get us through. You went into subscription overload. Well, take back control of your subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or that you don't need, or the ones that you simply forgot about. On average, Truebill customers can save up to 720 bucks per year. 
Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill slides in and makes it incredibly easy. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so that you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Go right now, truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, that's good stuff. Let's look through now at the players I think are droppable. Guys who might be on your roster that you don't necessarily have to hold on your roster. Um, Dwight Howard, it was an interesting ad to see what they were going to do. Would they play him 23 minutes a night? Um... I didn't think he was a 12-team league guy, but a lot of people bought in. No, like move on. They are going to do the right thing and play Anthony Davis at center, it appears. That's only going to amplify when Trevor Ariza eventually returns. So there's no need to hold Dwight outside of streaming situations. TJ McConnell basically done for the year, pretty close to it, multiple months with his wrist injury. So you can go ahead and drop him. Larry Nance, I know there's injuries in Portland, but it doesn't matter. He's still not producing. And when Little comes back, that's going to further impact what Nance does. There's no need to hold Larry Nance in a 12-team format, I don't think. Nikhil Alexander-Walker is a guy that you know, was picked probably in the 90s, 100s most drafts, um, had an opportunity, squandered it, has been bad. Move on. No need to hold him, I don't think. Um, Blunty, James Wiseman. I don't... Look, yeah, if you've got an injured reserve slot, hold him there by all means. But if you are... Need, need someone else in that injured slot, and there are tons of injuries. Or if you don't have an injured slot, I don't think there's any point in holding him. He's not back until January. We're another month away from that. And then it's going to be a ramp up. And then is he actually going to be valuable? Like you're not holding a top 50 card here up your sleeve, waiting for him to get back into business. I don't think that's the case at all. So no point in holding James Wiseman. Jalen Green, similarly, if you don't have injured reserve, like he's probably a week to two weeks away from the hamstring injury. And he was bad before that. Yes, Maybe when we hit to February or March, he's going to be producing fantasy value, but I've given him seven weeks, eight weeks. He hasn't produced it. He can go. Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Absolutely no need to hold him. Stream him in for points. I know getting a, a point score is useful, but with Rudy Gay on that bench, his usage and scoring has actually dipped. And he's providing nothing else. I don't think there's any need to hold him. Keldon Johnson is now dealing with an ankle injury. He is doubtful. He's not a good category league player anyway. In a points league, he's probably more of a hold. But in a category league, the production is just not there to hold through an injury or even to hold before an injury. So I reckon you can move on from him if the right player is there. The wave pulled to Anthony Melton. I love him as a player. He should get 30 minutes a night. He doesn't. You can drop him, even with Jarmorant out. Carmelo Anthony still held in just it's a stupid amount of leagues. Please. I beg you, please drop Carmelo Anthony. There is no need to hold him in 12-team leagues. There's probably no need to hold him in 14-team leagues. And then Duncan Robinson still rostered in far too many formats as well. You can go ahead and get rid of him. Just a quick reminder as well, don't hold on to Chris Boucher. You can go and drop him. Also, I know people love the idea of Chris Boucher. The, Chris Boucher is um, Canada's Bol Bol, I guess. He's better than Bol Bol, though. Let's, let's be honest. Let's look at some must-roster players. Now, these are guys who I think if they are on your waiver wire, you need to make sure that they're, they're not. Like they are just guys who are top 100 guys rest of season. Alec Berg. Yeah, maybe they change Alec Berg's out of the starting lineup. I don't give a shit. You've got to roster him now, and we'll figure that out later on. It's not going to happen in the next two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, five weeks. Roster him. Hold him. Let's see where it goes. He's the top 70 potential player, I think. 
Alex Caruso, the rabbit hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. I know he's out with an injury, but he's got to be on a roster. Go and add him if he's available. Dan Gafford. ESPN leagues, he's floating on every waiver wire. Go and grab him. The wild thing, Jay Sean Tate. He's not going to be as good as those couple of games, but solid role for him, especially as they're going smaller with Wood at center. That is improving Tate's value. He is shooting um, probably a little bit above his head, and the assists are higher with Green out, and as is the usage, but for now, he's a must roster. LaMarcus Aldridge is available in places. He really shouldn't be, even though Claxton's back. Pat Beverly, absolutely grab him. Grab Beverly everywhere. All right, he's back. Grab him. Desi Bain. I don't know how it's going to look when Morant is back. The first couple of games with Morant and Brooks playing together, really limited Bain, but I don't know when Morant's back. So we add Bain, then we figure that out later. Dylan Brooks, similarly, again, I don't love him as a player, but it's got to be on a roster. Jared Vanderbilt, the bar. Jared Vanderbilt, different. Jared Vanderbilt bar. You got to add him. I love what he's doing in Minnesota. Big rebound numbers, good steals, good field goals, good blocks. Punt points, he's probably a top 80 guy, maybe even higher, maybe top 60. He's really, really good. And then uh, Josh Giddy. Uh, he's still floating on too many waiver wires. He should be like yeah, 85, 90% rostered. He's not. He's like 60 or 50 in some spots. Um, Got to add him. Shouldn't be sitting on any single waiver wire at all. But I've got to tell you, like, you know, the, when you hear, this age, a while ago, you hear these people talking about stance and how comfortable stance apparel is. You know, this is bullshit. Like, what are you talking about? Is it really, really this good? And then... I went and bought some, and I loved them. Stance socks, I, I bought a pair of them, absolutely loved them. They have been fantastic. I, when I got them, they, they're fantastic. And then my family, we ended up getting pairs of stance. I got like high socks, I got running socks, um, got little paddings in them for when you're running. Like the stuff they produce is absolutely unbelievable. Um, and I'm an absolute believer in stance apparel. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic along with some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Remember, we went to the shops and my partner saw some Jimi Hendrix Stance socks, so she bought like multiple pairs of those. I got a pair of I don't know Warriors uh, Warriors socks. Um, I think it's Steph on them. Uh, had some Dennis, got some Dennis Rodman stance socks as well. They're so soft. The running ones, the little short ankle running socks, are super comfortable as well for when you are out going for a jog. Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in, and that those who do who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use the promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Stance, they, they are good. They are good. All right, some upside grabs. Joshi Primo. In San Antonio. This is probably just more for deeper leagues, but Primo is in the rotation. Now, it is helpful that Devin Vassell has been out, but is Bryn Forbes a long-term solution? The answer to that question, you should have screamed at me, no. Like, it's obviously not. Trey Jones is there too, but I I can see Primo in January, February, pushing into a 15 to 16 minute a night role. Derek White's not the most healthy bloke in the world. DeJounte Murray's had injuries. There's a chance that we get a little stretch of Primo being useful. Just a name to watch. This is more short-term, but James Booknight, with all the injuries in Charlotte, I think he's more of a 14 than a 12-team league player, but he's a bit of an upside grab there, as is the God of Hammers. We know each other. He's a friend from work. JT Thor's one to watch with Plumlee out, but is Mason Plumlee going to be a long-term option for the Hornets? 
Maybe they move on from Plumlee at some point. They do need a center desperately. But I, I could see... Maybe PJ Washington's traded. Who knows? There is a, a rotation role coming for JT Thor, I think. The big stiffy Bones Highland's going to be back from health and safety protocols today. They obviously need scoring punch and guard depth. He's an upside grab. who might actually even be a 12-team league guy by the time we're doing this next week. Isaiah Jackson and Chris Duarte in Indiana... The rumors there that they're looking to create minutes for these two blokes. Jackson is leading the G League in blocks. He's getting rebounds. He leads the G League in PER. I don't think they'd trade one of Sabonis and Turner just so they could start Jackson. But they could give him 18 minutes a night. And that would be interesting for deeper formats. Duarte is an interesting 12-team grab for now. Uh, BJ Boston outplaying Eric Bledsoe. Outplaying Terrence Mann at times. Deeper leagues. I think much like Primo. This is a guy that could push into a regular, pretty much has pushed into a regular rotation role at the moment. Uh, Omer Yetseven with Bam Adebayo out. Yetseven played, I think, like 16 minutes in the second half of their last game. We'll see how he goes today in their matchup against the Bucks. But deeper leagues, he can block some shots and he can score. 16 teamers, you're grabbing Yetseven. And then Nasir Little, I think he's a really interesting one. I don't even mind him as a 12 team grab because with CJ out, I think he could replace him. Powell, Little, Lillard. Little has been outperforming Nance and at times outperforming Covington. He's definitely a 14-team league grab, and we'll see what they decide to do otherwise. Some other names that are worth mentioning that have been being brought up lately. Devin Vassell. I do believe Vassell is a must-roster player. I know it's frustrating that he's going to miss three of their games of this five-game week, but he's like a top 110 player in 24 minutes a night, and I think that's going to push to 28, 29 pretty regularly. I would be holding through there. PJ Washington, I don't know whether he's going to maintain 30 minutes a night, but he's not rostered everywhere, especially on ESPN, so make sure he's rostered. Cody Martin's a must-roster player. I think it's worth grabbing Nerland's Noel in all category leagues. Points leagues, I can understand not doing it. But in category leagues, as he's the starting center, he's worth grabbing. Tyus Jones is still not rostered everywhere, like 35% on Yahoo. Like, he's a must-roster player. Lou Dort, not rostered everywhere. I think he's rostered in most places on Yahoo, but on ESPN, it's, it's a really, really low number. No, my son is also named Bort. You've got to go and grab him. Garrison Matthews has got great short-term value if you're looking for a streamer for points and threes. There is some 12-team appeal, but it's probably more 14. And Cam Johnson, watch that one. There is only one more game for the Suns this week, but if Booker's injury persists, then Cam Johnson becomes an interesting option as a streamer. But I wouldn't be prioritizing him with just that one game. That will do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast and prioritize it at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.